Our gospel reading today is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built upon a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. If watching cooking shows made one a cook, I would be a very accomplished chef by now. I really, I love to watch the shows. I love to watch people who really know what they're doing with food and in the kitchen and flavors and tastes do what they do. Sometimes I'm inspired to actually go in my kitchen and try things. Most of the time I just watch and observe and commend them for their efforts. One of my favorite shows that's been out in the last couple of years, there's only four parts of it. It's a Netflix thing called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Have any of you seen this? Yeah, okay. So this is, the idea is the chef uh, teaches that all food is flavored by, or what makes food taste good across all the cuisines of the world. What makes the difference between a just okay dish and a dish that is really savory and palatable is salt, fat, acid, and heat. Of course, salt. We know that salt is used as a preservative. It adds flavor. It tenderizes meat. It, you know, the difference between a, if you've ever made, well, almost any recipe. I, 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 I happen to like chocolate chip cookies. And I one time made a batch of chocolate chip cookies where I forgot to add the salt. And it didn't taste right. It's just not that, that salt adds something important. Now, if you add too much salt to those chocolate chip cookies, that's also not a good thing. Runes overpowers everything else going on there. But I went to a bakery one time. Delicious cookies, you know, gooey on the inside, crispy on the edge. Everybody's going to go home and make some chocolate chip cookies. Gooey and crispy and delicious. And then, right when they pulled the cookies out of the oven... They put a little sea salt on top of it. Now that was a good cookie. 
you had like the, just the perfect sweet and salty and crispy and oh, salt, very, very important. And in the show, they go around the world, and in this case, to, to feature salt and what it does, she went to Japan, because in Japanese cooking, it's a lot of rice and a lot of fish, but the difference is in the, the salt, in the soy sauce is, is largely salt, and how the fish is preserved using salt. And so key, just in a very simple cuisine, not simple, Japanese cuisine is very uh, precise, uh, but that salt makes a big difference. And then acid, of course, think of all your vinegars, any, like your, your Thanksgiving meal, you add those cranberries, that's the acid, right? If you add a salsa to anything, if you, uh, you know, pickle anything, those olives, anything like that, that adds that acid. Uh, of course, fat, we know, butter, say no more, right? <laughs> and then heat, however you cook the food, whether you pan fry it or throw it over a grill or, uh, you know, bake it slowly over many hours, it changes the way the food composes itself and tastes. So, when we think about salt, we think about how it transforms any food into something that uh, is enhanced with flavor and with possibility. Uh, it's also necessary for our bodies, of course. Too much salt, you might have an issue with high blood pressure. Too little salt, the systems in your body start to break down. We need salt. And in this gospel text, Jesus talks about being salt of the earth, and then he talks about being light of the world. Of course, we live in an electrified world, and in Jesus' time, night and day were very separated by darkness and light. We live in a world where we just flip on a switch when it gets dark, and suddenly it's not dark anymore. But in Jesus' world, darkness and light were just uh, a part of the, the natural cycles of every day. Several years ago, I, had, uh, I went up to Sequoia National Park and went into the crystal caves there. If any of you have ever been into a deep, dark cave? Uh, now, crystal caves are illuminated up until, you know, you're, you're, you're fairly far into the cave. And then at one point, they had our group of maybe 15 or so people sit on the floor or lean at, they had a couple little benches, and everybody took a seat and then they turned off the lights in the cave. Pitch black darkness. They call it a deep purple darkness that your eyes start to adjust and you really can't see anything. And after we had sat in the complete darkness for about a minute, it's very disorienting. They told us, go ahead and touch your nose. And there was this very strange thing of could we locate our nose with our hand when we couldn't see any of these things. I could hear the sound. We all were told to be quiet. We were told to be quiet and still as possible. And I could hear my heart beating, and I think I could hear the blood flowing through my ears. It was that dark and that quiet, and our senses became so enhanced by the darkness. And then after a couple of minutes, the guide struck a match. And suddenly, we could see all of the people that we were with. Just even with just a match, a single match in that place, 
You could see the people next to you. You could see stubble on people's faces. You could see... You could see. When I was growing up, my mother used to always caution that we were to make sure that anything that we did could pass the sunshine test. You know about the sunshine test? It was to say that anything you do at night or during the day should be able to be seen in the clear, bright sunshine of the day. That is, don't do anything that you wouldn't want to see on the paper in the next morning. The sunshine test. Light can be a double-edged sword, just like salt. It transforms. It changes the reality. It changes our perspective. Jesus calls us to be salt of the earth and light to the world. Now, it is not a, uh, a challenge, it's not a question, and it's not even a command. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's not you should be, you must be, if you get around to it. It is, in fact, you are. That part of who we are as children of God, are people of light, people who transform the world, people who bring salt and flavor and enhancement into the world. We can forget this identity sometimes. Sometimes I think the church just likes to be bland, (laughs) likes to just kind of keep everything even, maybe just preserve an address on a street and a monument. But we're called to be light of the world. We are called to be beacons of hope, beacons that bring transformational love and light into our communities, are called to be beacons of light, people who transform the world by our very presence. I am always moved by the ministry of uh, Father Greg Boyle, who works with what he calls the homies. Uh, in, in South L.A., he works with, with kids that have been members of gangs and many of them who have lost all kinds of friends who have been shot or killed in gang-related activity. Kids many times who have been, whose home life situation was not ideal. Perhaps it wasn't existent. And he models for these kids more than teaches every single day, that they are the light of the world. And when these kids get that, when they get, after all that society has told them that they are meaningless, that they're unimportant, that they're criminals, that they're thugs, that they're whatever the world has told them they are, and then he reminds them of their core identity, the true value of who they are, light of the world, salt of the world, and these lives transform that suddenly something, it's like a light turns on inside of them, and they get it. They get it. They get it. They get it who God has created them to be, and their lives are transformed. Mark and I went to the Homegirl Cafe um, about a year ago and were amazed from the the kids who waited on us, of course, they're covered in tattoos and gang markings even on their face. 
And yet these kids just shine forth the light of Christ and they can't stop talking about it. Their lives have been transformed. So often we, we write off these kids. But Father Boyle always reminds us that they are the light of the world. I have been so moved this week. Um, some of you know that I serve on our, our Board of Ordained Ministry for our conference, so I've been working this week with those who are presenting themselves for ordination in the United Methodist Church, and so I get to hear all these stories of light and call and, and the way these, many of them young persons, are so full of hope and ready to serve Christ church, beacons of light. In the middle of that, I have been, of course, following everything that is happening here at the church, and one of the conversations, as Lynn shared with you so lovingly, was this, this conversation about our loaves and fishes meal. Those of you who know that we do this uh, feeding for low-income folks, uh, usually on the uh, fifth Saturday, which comes up usually about four times a year, and so we offer a feeding program here at the church Lo and behold, there was a fifth Saturday in February. I mean, what does that happen? Like every 50 years? I mean, this just never happens. And we're a polling place, and a polling place in a season of, of new polling where you can uh, poll, where they poll early voting, like four days before the Tuesday of Election Day. And so suddenly we had these events overlap, and we tried to figure out, oh my goodness, so voting will happen downstairs, and then where, how are we going to serve this meal? And there was this unwavering commitment that we have to serve this meal and we have to make sure that these people are well-fed, that we don't just hand them a, a, a baggie with a sandwich in it, but that they really have a, not just a meal but a warm meal. There was such this incredible love and commitment that this was not a problem, but this was a blessing and we were going to figure out how we were going to be light to these other children of God's light. This is what it means, friends, to be salt and light in the world, to use our our gifts and our calling to bear witness to God's love, Not, uh, not because we're so great, not because we've got it all together, but because God's love is so great, and we are just committed to sharing that. As we come to the table this morning... I want to invite you to look around, look around at one another, to see God's light and God's salt, God's transforming grace in our midst here. Notice the light in one another. Open yourselves to the way that God's light might even continue to transform your life the way that salt might pervade and change who you are to bear witness to God's love in even greater ways. Let us be salt and light because that is who we are created to be, transformed, renewed, and enlivened by God's love. Let us pray. Even as Christ is the light of the world, God, you call us You call us light of the world and salt of the earth. You call us to transform and preserve, to redeem, to inspire, and to create. God, help us to be people of salt and light in your world. And God, help us to see one another. 
through your eyes to see the light, the hope, the transforming love of God in one another. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen.